welcome to this podcast for Journal Club for Thorax. Today I'm speaking to Dr. Sharma. Dr. Sharma works in the All India Institute of Medical Sciences in New Delhi and today he's talking to us about a paper he first authored titled CPAP for the Metabolic Syndrome in Patients with Obstructive Sleep Apnea. Thank you Dr. Sharma for taking the time to do this podcast with us today. Could you start by explaining why the need has arisen for, for studies like this and explain a little bit more about the metabolic syndrome. Previously, we had uh, done a study in uh, the community in New Delhi and we found that uh, community-based prevalence of metabolic syndrome in patients with sleep apnea, that is syndrome Z, is about 5%. And uh, when we talk about hospital-based study in patients who are being referred to polysomnography labs, then it is very high. This study was also done and reported in uh, Indian Journal of Medical Research in 2011, and uh, it was about 79%. Of course, there is a referral bias. Uh, when patients are referred to sleep laboratory and you look for metabolic syndrome, we get a very high percentage of patients who have uh, metabolic syndrome. This is expected because most of the patients, they are obese and they have uh, associated uh, metabolic abnormalities. On the other hand, actually, if you look at uh, community-based syndrome Z prevalence, about 5%, that's also actually of uh, greater magnitude. Uh, so we need to tackle, actually, uh, especially the people actually who have both twin abnormalities, namely obstructive sleep apnea as well as uh, metabolic syndrome. And what did you do in this study? Basically, our aim was actually that uh, we should try to uh, treat metabolic syndrome in patients with uh, obstructive sleep apnea. There was a study actually previously done. Good studies are very rare to find, but uh, there was one uh, randomized study uh, which uh, gave treatment for six weeks. This was a European study, and uh, they didn't find any significant uh, reversal of metabolic syndrome or abnormalities. Uh, which were associated with obstructive sleep apnea. So uh, one can say that this was a negative study. And uh, there was another study which was not randomized. That was uh, observational study. And uh, this study was done for six months, but that did find that the substantial proportion of patients who have metabolic syndrome with obstructive sleep apnea, they reverse. And uh, if you look at actually uh, six months, then we actually planned uh, to have uh, three months of uh, CPAP first and then uh, washout period of one month and then three uh, months of sham CPAP and then uh, look at the metabolic abnormalities. This was a crossover uh, trial. Now actually there are a lot of questioning on uh, washout period, how did we decide? There are no guidelines in the literature uh, as to how much uh, is the optimum period because actually we are worried about that uh, it should not be uh, more, it should not be less also. Because actually one has to keep in mind a very important thing that is a carryover effect. For example, uh, if the patients, they are randomized first to CPAP, after washout period of one month, they will be get, getting uh, three months of uh, sham CPAP. So some positive effect of uh, CPAP treatment, uh, that is the CPAP first arm, these patients will definitely be having actually uh, 
some benefit which is occurring because of CPAP first will be passed on to the second arm. And uh, there is another important thing here that is the order effect. Whenever you talk about uh, crossover trials, both these things, that is uh, namely carryover effect and uh, order effect, they are linked. But then there is a third thing also that is the period effect. Period effect refers to uh, the characteristics which might change actually when uh, you are actually entering into the second treatment or intervention. And uh, there is no significant effect on any of the parameters except this HDL uh, cholesterol. Now actually uh, the duration, three months, I think actually it is uh, uh, not very adequate uh, if you talk in terms of uh, reversal of atherosclerosis or uh, cardiovascular uh, uh, endpoints or cerebrovascular endpoints, mortality, etc. So naturally actually one will like to have uh, long-term uh, studies actually, but ethically may not be permissible, so that may be a, a point actually which uh, needs to be looked into. And what were your main findings? There was reversal of uh, metabolic syndrome. If you look at uh, CPAP uh, first 13% and uh, in the sham uh, CPAP uh, 1%. I think this actually is a very significant uh, other uh, important finding also uh, is uh, that uh, we encountered that there is a significant fall in systolic as well as diastolic blood pressure. Uh, I think there are uh, several studies in the literature which also talk about uh, very positive or lower, uh, blood pressure lowering effect of uh, CPAP. So uh, this, uh, this finding of lowering of blood pressure in CPAP arm uh, also actually supports uh, those uh, already uh, available uh, evidence. Uh, however, this finding of uh, metabolic uh, syndrome uh, reversibility, although actually it is only in 13%, uh, but it appears to be significant because we have used for three months. If we had used for a long period of time, then uh, we might have seen uh, in a significant number of uh, patients. And what, what's your take-home message for physicians? The study design actually looked at people who have got uh, obstructive sleep apnea as well as metabolic syndrome. These patients are uh, likely to be benefited uh, more with the CPAP treatment. Another thing actually which I want to point out here is the uh, adherence. We noted actually when we did the subgroup analysis that uh, people who were more adherent to treatment they were having more benefit if they used uh, CPAP at least for five hours. Overall, if you look at the results, that the HDL cholesterol didn't get uh, uh, elevated uh, as a whole. But in the subgroup, where they used for uh, at least more than 4.5 or uh, five hours of CPAP, they uh, had more benefit. Again, actually, there are several other parameters in which uh, subgroup analysis uh, tells us, although actually, Sample size is not uh, calculated for the subgroup analysis. It cannot substitute that because it is not uh, planned that way, the study design. But subgroup uh, analysis does hint at that if the patients are more adherent to CPAP, they will get more benefit. That's great. Dr. Sharma, thank you very much for explaining all of that to us today. Thank you. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.